This is the EWN Podcast Network. So I have a big why and a big story for why I'm so passionate about it and why I want to teach other people. But ultimately, it's the trading dollars for hours that you have so many hours in the week. If you're an expert, you want to get your content out there. You want to write. You want to have your brand. And if you're only doing low ticket single sessions, it's very difficult to make a living with all of the other admin stuff that needs to go on to run the business. It's Lift As We Climb, a show that shares secrets about growing your business from the eWomen Network Premier Success Coaches and outstanding members from all around the world. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach and your host of the show. On today's show, we're talking big money with high-ticket sales and strategy coach Celia Mizell. And I'll share a personal story about how some bad news in my coaching practice turned out to be, well, it turned out to be a big relief. Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory, your relationship-building concierge, cultivating sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing, and the LinkedIn lifestyle, secrets and strategies to be a LinkedIn star. Story time. If you're a coach or a service provider, let me know when this sounds familiar. I dreaded my weekly calls and I didn't know why. When I started with this client, it was an exciting partnership, but it turned into a slog. I felt like we weren't making any progress, and I felt like I wasn't getting the client the strong value for their investment. See, I help small business owners with their marketing and messaging so they can engage their customers and their fans. When it's done right, we bring clients closer to their clients and increase their loyalty in sales. As time went on with this particular client, though, it just wasn't working. Eventually, the opportunity came up in a conversation where I just said to him, hey, I love working with you, but we're not getting anywhere. I think it would be malpractice for me to keep taking your money if you're not getting results. This is a subject not a lot of coaches talk about because, I mean, I'm on a podcast and you're listening, right? I'm supposed to be on the eWomen podcast telling everyone how great I am and how I transform your business and it always works and blah, 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 blah. But this story is important because I bet this has happened to you. Anyway, we agreed that the client would go in a different direction and that my relationship with them, it's still pretty good. They appreciated that I raised my hand to identify the problem, and I would bet that we will work together again in the future. When a client relationship ends, for whatever reason, it just totally bums me out. I was moping around later that evening, and then it hit me. I fired them. I fired them. And I did it because we weren't getting results. I went through what I was actually doing with them, and the reason was, it became obvious. Our coaching and time spent together had drifted out of marketing and sales. That's my sweet spot. And it drifted into personnel and operations and other businessy stuff. Now, I've got loads of operations experience, and I've got an MBA and all of that, but I don't really enjoy it as much as idea generation and marketing campaigns. And what that client needed was more operational focus. The work wasn't as engaging because it got out of my area of expertise. So I dreaded our calls and our results weren't what they expected to be. And we stopped working on the mission, increasing their sales. Instead, we were working on operational fires because of the COVID-19 disruption. I'm sharing this story because it reminded me of two things. I need to make sure that I'm focused on my area of expertise to drive the most value for my client. And a client relationship is a two-way street. If it's not working, you can end it too. 
I'm not sure if it didn't hit me until then or if I had never thought about it, but I tell you, I feel a lot better spending my new free time on clients and projects that I'm actually getting results for. It was definitely a lesson learned. All right, on to today's episode. We're going to keep learning with a conversation with Celia Mizell, a high-ticket sales and strategy coach. She helps coaches and experts make big deals. I mean, big deals, big tickets. Celia, welcome to the show. Let's start here. On the whole, are coaches and experts any good at selling? It really depends on their background and their industry that they came from. I tend to connect with a lot of people who have zero background in sales. And so sales itself is a huge sticking point for them where they get stuck because they don't know how to do it. And are they stuck in the trap that they think, if I make a really great product, then it'll sell itself? Like, I'm so smart, people want to buy it. Like, they don't even think about sales as a process. They think it's almost a beauty contest of their content. Do they think of it that way? Yes. I've never really thought about it that way. I think that what happens is they get caught up in all of the pieces that go into having a business, having a successful business. And they just get stuck along the way and aren't able to focus on those things that are really going to move the business forward. And then those vanity type trends of only focus on attraction marketing and just things that are more of the beauty contest types approaches, they get drawn to that because maybe that'll be the magic pill, that'll be the quick fix that will solve all my problems and then I won't have to sell. Yeah, it's exactly right. How can I avoid the selling process? I think we'd all like to avoid the selling process. So as a coach and an expert, you all want to see that happen where all of a sudden you wake up with a thousand downloads of the course or 500 people in your mastermind. Does that happen frequently? Just again, looking at it as a whole as an industry, is that the top X percent that have that kind of success or is it more common than what people realize? Well, it's about capacity, right? So when you look at somebody who's like in the top percentile, a lot of it has to do because they have the systems in place and they have the team. And so there was a building process that went into them being able to have that and a lot of strategy that went into that as well. So the difference between those people and like your average coach or expert is literally the strategy. So I don't think it's something that's only limited to certain people. It's just a matter of choosing to have that success and that level of success and moving forward with it. I think people think that by default, and you're a high ticket selling expert, I think people think that selling something that's expensive is harder than selling something that's not expensive. Yeah. It isn't really, is it? No, no. But people think it is like, oh, if it's that much money, it's going to be tough. Yeah. I call it drinking the Kool-Aid. Like once you drink the high ticket Kool-Aid, it's hard to go back and you're just in that world. So some people do think that because they think when they're hearing that objection of, I can't do it because of the money, I don't have the money, then the brain wants to close that loop and say, okay, well then I need to offer something lower ticket. I need to offer something cheaper. So they could have even created a higher ticket package and had a hard time selling it and thought, oh, it must have been because of the price. But the reality is, is that the buyers who are going to buy high ticket are usually... They're not shopping on price. And that's something that people miss all the time. Well, and I'm sure that's just one way that they're different. So let's talk about that. How is high ticket selling different 
than selling something that's not at a high price. Mm -hmm. Well, so the first piece is using something that I call strategic selling, which is positioning your product or service as a solution to a problem that your ideal buyer is facing. And when you position in that way, you're selling a transformation and you're selling a result which people will pay for versus a course or a thing, a band-aid, a quick fix. Like when done right, you're actually selling something that's going to get a person from point A to point B. Before we go further, I do want to ask a question. I'm sure it depends on the client, but how do you define high-ticket selling? Is there a certain threshold that you think this is what high-ticket selling is? Or is it just depending on what the product is, you're selling the top end of that product offering? How do you define it? Well, in the beginning, my definition has changed. I will share like some of my mentors and trainers, they defined it as high ticket is in the eye of the beholder. Lisa Sasevich says that $2,000 or more makes high ticket. And I'm definitely in that camp of 2,000 or more as a starting point. Some people say 3,000, 3,500 or more. Some people say 20,000. So it depends on the person. When I first got started out, if I was working with like a new coach, I would always have them do a 1K package. Like that would be the minimum. And it wouldn't be like this huge year long thing either. So it has a lot to do with like packaging your expertise, aligning a value with it. And of course, as you go, you learn new tricks and tools to use to improve that experience for the client. And that's helpful. That gives us some perspective. Now, let's go back to what you were saying about the difference between high ticket and non high ticket selling. And something that stuck out to me is you said, well, they're not shopping on price. Yes. Which if you don't know what you're doing, you think that's all they're shopping on is Yeah. So tell us more about that. Yes. So people use money as a reason or as an excuse to express things that they can't articulate. So a lot of the, I can't afford it, I'm not sure I don't have the money, all of those phrases and objections are usually a representation of something else that they can't express. And so when a newer coach, newer expert, but even somebody who's been in their business for a while is getting that objection quite often, they can start to think, oh my gosh, like something's wrong with me. I'm not doing it right. My price is too high. And the reality is that they haven't learned how to sell in a way that somebody actually gets the value of what they're selling. You know what I'm saying? Like they get Oh my gosh, I'm going to spend this, you know, $2,000, $5,000, $10,000 and invest in myself and I'm going to get this other result that I've been looking for. What you just said is gold. <laughs> Absolute just 24 karat <laughs> gold. People use money as almost a defense mechanism, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know why something's wrong, but they'll say it's money because it's socially acceptable to turn something down based on how much it costs. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And then if you let that get into your head, you'll start lowering your prices and think, oh, not worth it. Yeah, yeah. So if we really look at that opening question of why is high ticket selling different from everyday selling or other selling? And when you look at how you position your offer, positioning like coaching and transformational type work, it's very different than our old school sales and marketing strategies, which are more like buy now, do this, like I said earlier, like quick fix band-aid type things. And so it's very easy for those sort of mechanics to get, get into somebody's head and they think, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to say it that way or sell that way. And so we're over here in this industry that's very specific, that 
is transformation-based, it's support-based, and our world isn't conditioned in that way. So it's almost like you have to really own that you do this different thing and that you do it well, and that you're also going to deliver high-level transformations while you're doing it. I would imagine part of the process is becoming very clear and intentional about what problem you're solving and what transformation you provide. Is that the basis of getting into a high-ticket sales pitch? Yep, yep. I even just did a training on this today. And I I always advise starting with the problem in mind. Like Stephen Covey says, begin with the end in mind. Well, I say begin with the problem in mind and start with that problem because that's what you're going to use to communicate in your marketing and in your upfront content and in your videos, that's what you're going to be communicating that you can help solve. And you want to pick a problem that is happening with a lot of people versus like something really obscure. And because that's when you're going to have the smaller practice versus like a more robust practice of clients. Of the people that you've helped, is there a problem or two that seem to be recurring that are working for people? Is it mental transformations? Is it organization? I mean, what are some of the things that seem to work on the whole when you're thinking about those emotional trigger and transformations that people are buying from you? So what we do, we use more of like the benefit type language. So there can be within a program, if you're doing like a three to six month program, there could be three or four different transformations or results. So the problem could be, I'm super disorganized. Every day I get up and I'm spinning my wheels. I don't know what to do to move my business forward. So that could be one problem that's costing them money because they're not doing sales activities. They're not marketing. So that's one. Another one would be, I can't close my sales calls or I have a really low conversion rate. Okay. So, and so then there's processes to solve that problem. So that's for my industry. And then for my clients, like if I'm working with a health coach, it's going to be somebody who has like a recurring digestive issues, relationship coach, marriage is going to fall apart. So those problems are going to be what's showing up like in observable behaviors and what's actually showing up in their life versus like the psychology. And we do get into the psychology and into the psychographic of the buyer, but essentially you want to really target like this is the specific problem that's showing up in your life because then you can measure it and you can quantify it. We're going to continue with Celia Mizell in just a minute and ask her about how to structure our high-ticket packages and pricing. Should we have a big one-time fee or recurring subscription payments? It's information like this that's going to make you money. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by Cultivating Sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. I'm using Cultivating Sales to not only organize my clients and partners, but I'm using it to manage this worldwide podcast. With this one program, I built and host the show webpage where guests can apply, book their dates, and subscribe. It also manages the email communications and Lift As We Climb VIP text program. This one program has replaced so many other subscriptions, it practically pays for itself. Stay close to your customers with texts, emails, sales funnels, calendars, a course builder, even a website builder. Get the secret discount just for Lift As We Climb listeners. Visit cultivatingsales.com slash lift to capture it. That's cultivatingsales.com slash lift. Also, the LinkedIn lifestyle, the secret recipe to attract the right people and build authentic relationships on LinkedIn. Before I worked with the LinkedIn lady, my LinkedIn was a mess. Then she introduced me to the LinkedIn lifestyle, and now I'm loaded with daily content ideas. My profile views are up, and my engagement is much better than before. 
If you're trying to do business on LinkedIn, join me and lead the LinkedIn lifestyle. Visit linkedinlifestyle.com slash star to get the free report, Five Fatal Flaws in Most LinkedIn Profiles. Watch your profile views and post performance soar with these tips. They work. Get the report free now at linkedinlifestyle.com slash star. And the Expressory, your relationship building concierge. I just launched the Idea Collective for Small Business Owners, and Jamie and the team at the Expressory are blowing my members' minds. When a new member signs up, the Expressory team is automatically alerted to send a personalized surprise welcome gift right to their doorstep. The members are so surprised, they talk about it to the group and on social media. They feel more connected to my mission. This is neat. Right now, you have a cool opportunity to experience the Expressory for yourself for free. Simply text the word TEST to 414-240-1315. That's TEST to 414-240-1315. And you'll get a surprise mailing, including various samples of their handmade cards. You'll love the experience and you'll want it for your business too. Try it out today. It might not cross your mind until it's time to get out and sell a high-ticket package. But how should we structure it? Should we try to get a big one-time sale or do a subscription-based monthly charge? Celia, what do you recommend? So what you do is you can have a pay-in-full price and then you can have a payment plan also. So usually like you give two options if they want to do a payment plan or if they want to do a pay-in-full. So it's either one. I would imagine doing what you do though, even coaches that think they're worth it, they still are a little bit skeptical that you're going to help them move big ticket items, right? You have to run into that a little bit, don't you? It depends. I mean, I will have people that will come to me and they'll be selling like hourly sessions and want a package. And so I've been doing this for a long time. So I'm already like building the case for selling high ticket as I go through it, take somebody through a process. So for me, it's more about like enjoying the process of selling. And hey, if you're going to be doing all the selling, why not sell high ticket while you're at it? Because you only have so much energy, you only have so much time. So I have a big why and a big story for why I'm so passionate about it and why I want to teach other people. But ultimately, it's the trading dollars for hours that you have so many hours in the week. If you're an expert, you want to get your content out there, you want to write, you want to have your brand. And if you're only doing low ticket single sessions, it's very difficult to make a living with all of the other admin stuff that needs to go on to run the business. Now, it sounds like you went through this journey. Can you tell us your story? Because that seemed to be like a sanitized version of what happened to you. So tell us <laughs> yeah. More. Yeah. Well, so I've been in mentorship and personal development pretty much my entire life, but I had a music business. I've been an entrepreneur for 12 years, but I started a music business in 2008. And so that was built on recurring monthly revenue, but it was like 90 bucks a month for somebody to work with me. And then I had like 35 clients or 35 families that I was working with. And I was going seven days a week, freelance gigs, And I could barely... It was like 4K a month was like the maximum that I could do. And I was in my early 30s. And I completely burned out. Like It completely just fried me out. And so as I started getting into coaching, I started to learn about high ticket. High end is what they called it in other circles. And I started to learn about it. I was like, yeah, this is for me. And it was because I could make with one or two clients, I could make what it took me with like 15 or 20 clients. Yeah. 
Yeah, it changes your life when you do that. Yeah. So a question about high ticket selling in general. Mm -hmm. Is there anything to the idea that simply by pricing it higher, the customer is assessing inherent value on it immediately? That instead of a $500 coaching package, it's a $3,000 coaching package. And that communicates to the client before they even buy, wow, this must be worth it because it's got a higher price. Is that a thing? Well, again, that's kind of the shopping on price type of mindset that just because it's more expensive doesn't mean it's better because you need to look at who you're buying from and some of those things like vetting who you're buying from. But there's that saying of like putting skin in the game. And that if it's an investment that doesn't really push you to do the work, then somebody is going to keep just doing what they've been doing. I mean, I've had clients who... I had them in like a $5,000 package and that was pretty easy for them. Like they should have been in a 15 or 20,000. Like they were not doing the work. So sometimes it's like when you have that higher ticket package, they put more work into it. They value it more, not because of the price, but because of the work that they're going to put into it and the effort that it's going to take to get the results. So there is someone listening to this right now and they're nodding along and they're saying, Mm -hmm. yup, I'm trading time for dollars and yup, I'm burning out and I want to get a piece of that. So how Mm -hmm. would someone start? What could they do today to get going on the right track? In addition to hiring you, of course, but how Mm -hmm. else could they start taking action along these lines? Because I'm sure there are folks that are listening that think this is the greatest thing they've ever heard in their life. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say first, really sit down and take a look at your packages and your offers and look at what's selling. What is selling and what's getting the results? Because if there are things in your model and in your business that aren't converting, just go ahead and do away with those and focus on what's really working in your business. And then start to look at the value that that program or that offer has brought to your clients and explore where you've been diminishing the value and thinking, oh, that's easy. Like, I don't need to charge much for that. I can just do that from the back of my hand or whatever. And look at like where you're bringing value that you're undervaluing yourself because that's where you're going to see that opportunity to grow and change your positioning and raise your price. Well, and oftentimes those things that feel like it's not a big deal, those are the things you enjoy and the things you're really good at anyway. Just because they're easy for you, they may be work for other people and that might be exactly what they're looking to buy from you. Yeah. Let's talk about a video series. You have a three video series that gets Mm -hmm. started. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So it's stop spinning your wheels, start making high ticket sales. And it's a process to get into a sales quantum leap. So I help people connect with their purpose. There's an eight page workbook that goes with it. And then the videos, it's only about 12 minutes of content. But we're just kind of connecting with your purpose. Some people might call that your why. And then we talk about sales strategies, prospecting, things that you can do to get into motion to make that next high ticket sale. Well, now's the fun part. You get to tell us a success story. Can you think of someone that you've helped that went from not charging a lot to charging a lot and they just love you? You're their favorite person on the planet? Yeah. So I have one client that he had been taking courses and couldn't really get his business off the ground. Had tried to sell like one little course and for $300, couldn't deliver it, had to give the person a refund. And he ended up doing $70,000 in business with me in his own sales in one year. So the first package he sold was an $8,000 package. And then he was selling 3K and 5K packages. And it was just a total game changer for him. And he was able to quit his job and do his business full time. So what does that phone call sound like when he calls you? 
<laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, that's fantastic. Well, I appreciate your input today. It's great to learn a little yeah. bit more about these strategies. And like I say, yeah. I know that there are people listening to the podcast right now that would like to learn a little bit more. So we'll yeah. make sure that we put the three-part video series into the yeah. show notes so people can get a link so they can get a hold of you and learn more about high-ticket selling. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me today. The idea of selling a big-ticket item sounds scary at first, but with expert guidance from coaches like Celia, it's a little easier. Besides, I think you'd get over your fear pretty quickly when you close your first $10,000 deal. If you'd like to get some coaching from Celia, simply check out her contact information in the show notes. If you're enjoying the show, you need to hop in as a Lift As We Climb VIP. It's simple. Just text the word LIFT to 414-240-1315. That's LIFT to 414-240-1315. You'll get a reminder when new shows are released. We'll also do some giveaways from time to time too. Last thing, we're doing a guest call. If you have something that you'd like to share, I want to put you on the show. That way you can share the spotlight with premier success coaches, managing directors, and VIPs. Visit liftaswecliminpodcast.com and you can apply to be on the show. Make sure to apply today before this list gets too long. That's liftaswecliminpodcast.com. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory, your relationship-building concierge, The LinkedIn Lifestyle, Secrets and Strategies to Be a LinkedIn Star, and Cultivating Sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach and a premier success coach for the eWomen Network. Find out more about me at patmillerideacoach.com. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.